Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we are talking about recovery and burnout. Now, there's a few different reasons why I wanted to bring this one to you guys, and Number one is that this is plain and simple, just an overlooked, underappreciated topic in our space. There are a lot of athletes out there that don't really take their recovery too seriously. They don't take recovery days. They don't do the extra little bit of mobility and recovery work that's going to help them move forward in their careers. And I think there are a lot of reasons why. I think a lot of athletes just don't see the importance of it. They think, you know, resting is taking away from their training instead of actually adding to their training. Like, hopefully, if you're watching this, you know that it is. So today we're going to talk about the benefits of proper recovery and then how to be on the lookout for signs of burnout to make sure that you're not letting yourself slip into that state because that state is going to take away from your training a lot more than it's going to help it. So I want you to be on the lookout. I want you to be able to tell if you are starting to burn out and be able to recover faster from that so that you can get more improvements out of your training and lose less overall time away from training due to injury and other burnout-related things. So why is this important? Why do we want to focus on improving recovery and reducing burnout? Number one is consistency in your performances. Because if you are not recovering well, you are not growing. And if you are not recovering well, you are going to sustain some injuries. You are going to have trouble properly processing what you're doing while you're training. And in turn, have trouble properly translating that training into your performances. So if you want your performances to consistently improve, yes, you need to train hard. You need to push yourself. But you also need to recover. You also need to take proper care of your body so that physically you can keep up with the skills that you continue to build while you train. So that is number one. Number two is longevity. Guys, if you are trying to make a career out of this, training hard is important. And I'm going to keep saying that because every time I talk about recovery or anything other than grind your ass off 24-7, I have fucking idiots telling me that I'm telling them not to work hard. And so if you're one of those people, get your head on straight. I was going to use ruder language, but get your head on straight. If you are not one of those people, understand that just because I'm telling you recovery is important, that does not mean that I'm telling you that hard work is not important. Hard work is very important. Recovery is also very important. But when it comes to building your career in a sport, any sport, combat sports, what we're talking about here, but this really applies across the board. When it comes to building your career, you need to be able to do this for a long time. It's one thing to make it to the top level if your goal is to be in the UFC. My guess is you don't want to have one UFC fight and then be done. You probably want to do this for a career. You probably want to make it to that level and stay at that level. And if you are not recovering properly, then your body starts to break down. And if your body is starting to break down, 
you might still make it to that level, but it's going to be very, very hard to stay at that level. We all have those favorite athletes that are just chronically injured and just always dealing with a new problem here, a new problem there. And oftentimes, yes, it's combat sports. I'm not going to say every injury is preventable. Of course not. But oftentimes, a lot of these injuries, these strains, these pulls, these little tears and things like that, oftentimes these are preventable. And these are preventable by properly recovering in between your training sessions. But by not paying attention to your recovery, by not actually taking this side of the game seriously, you're beating your body down more, which in turn starts to sustain these little injuries and in turn takes away from your longevity. Now, one of the other really important things that I think gets overlooked a lot is the importance of recovery is just mental well-being. Guys, I understand you love your sport. I understand you love pushing yourself. You love working hard. You love striving. But you're going to hit a point where if you train every single day, you don't do any recovery, you don't take any days away, you're going to hit a certain point where you just hate it. You know, you're going to lose the passion and the love that actually got you into it. And you're going to start just resenting it because you're like, man, I'm never away from this. But by allowing yourself to step away, by allowing yourself to recover, put something else in your mind, not be constantly consumed by the sport day in and day out, 24-7, you're going to keep that joy. You're going to keep that love of the game. Because... Anytime that you've been away from the gym, think about, you know, a weekend vacation or whatever it might be. You remember how much more excited you are to get back to the gym on Monday than when you're just going every single day. By doing that for yourself, you're giving yourself more energy and giving yourself more energy. You're going to be levels above when you come back into the gym after your recovery day because you're excited to be there. You're not just doing it because that's what I do on Mondays. You're excited because you weren't there on Sunday. It's a little mental thing, but that these things play a huge factor. And the other part of the mental well-being, too, is, man, if you're always feeling beat down and injured, you're always feeling like you're under-recovered, you're always having these little nagging aches and pains that you're dealing with, what starts to happen is you start to just be drained from being freaking injured all the time. You know, it's not a fun feeling to be hurt. And if you're always hurt, you're going to weigh on you mentally. So by giving yourself these recovery days, by allowing your body to heal up one day a week before you start beating it into the ground again, you're just going to let those little nagging pains have a little bit of time to heal. You might not feel 10 out of 10 still, but if you're walking around at an 8 out of 10 instead of a 5 out of 10, you're going to live a lot better of a life and you're going to be able to train better too. Because if you're always under recovered, you might be in the gym putting in the work but the work you're putting in isn't going to feel as good, isn't going to look as good, isn't going to do as much for you. But if you give yourself that day every week that just allows you to step back, allows you to chill a little bit, allows you to relax, now every single training session you're at an 8 or 9 out of 10, you're going to get way more out of those 8 or 9s out of 10 because you're allowing yourself to recover. So you might put in a couple less hours per week actually in the gym but if you get that much more out of every one of those hours, the net result is still positive. So now let's go into how to actually better monitor your recovery and how to actually better monitor whether or not you're starting to burn out. So the first thing with this is something very simple. It's taking a mental body scan. Every day when you wake up, just take a quick mental scan. 
How's the body feeling? You know, is there anything that might need to be addressed? And I understand a lot of athletes want to take that warrior mentality and say like, oh, I don't feel pain. Like everything's fine. I'm just going to keep pushing through it. Stop doing that. If your shoulder feels like it's about to fall out of the socket, that needs to be addressed. I understand that you can tough it out and you can keep training anyway, but that is telling you something's wrong with your shoulder. And if something's wrong with your shoulder and you address it now, it doesn't become an issue forever. Something's wrong, wrong with your shoulder and you don't address it now, then a week from now, when it actually falls out of the socket, you have to address it. And now it's a three to six month injury instead of a one to two week injury. You get what I'm saying? So do a quick mental body scan when you wake up in the morning. Just consciously sit and think, okay, right from the floor all the way up through to the neck. How are my feet feeling? Okay, feet are feeling okay. What about the ankles? Yeah, I can, you know, move the ankles the way I need to. Everything's feeling fine there. Okay, up into the shins, up into the calves. Oop, calf on the right side's a little bit tight. Just got to make sure I roll that out before practice. Okay, knees are aching a little bit, but, you know, nothing terrible, no real pain, just a little bit sore from some hard work yesterday. Nothing to worry about too much. Just got to make sure I warm up right. Oh, hips are feeling good. You get the picture all the way up the body and just take a mental note of what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and then find the find the difference Sorry, between discomfort and pain. Because if you're training hard, you're going to have some discomfort. Things are going to be sore. That makes sense, and that's normal. But if you can find the difference between discomfort and pain, now that is what's going to be the crucial element to, first of all, understanding how much you need to be recovering, and second of all, avoiding burnout and avoiding injury. The way I always like to put it, if muscles just feel like they've been a little bit overworked, they're probably just uncomfortable. They're probably just sore from the day before. If it's debilitating, like if you step on your right leg and you get like a sharp pain that takes your breath away in your ankle or your knee or your hip, that is a sign that something's wrong. So if you're getting sharp pain and you can't put weight on your right side, as an example, that is saying something's wrong and something needs to be addressed. That is not a, oh, well, I have training tonight, so I'm just going to work through it anyway. You know, and for the upper body, it's like if you reach over, like I, if I reach over and pick up this candle and that hurts to do or I'm not able to do it without using my whole body, that's telling me something's wrong with my shoulder because that's not a heavy weight and my arm by itself is having trouble doing it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if you're sore, you can still reach over and pick up something light because you're just a little bit sore. But if you actually physically can't pick up that super light thing that shouldn't be a problem for you to pick up, something is wrong and it needs to be addressed. Now, when it comes to addressing these things as well, one very, very important thing that you can do is record training data. So this is less about the injury. This is more about recovery as a whole. Because if you're recording your training data every week, every day, sorry, you know, what you're doing from the skill standpoint, what you're doing from the strength and conditioning standpoint, what kind of recovery work you're doing, then you can monitor in those daily body scans. You wake up, you mentally scan the body, and you go, ooh, you know, my hips really hurt today. Then you can look back at what you did the day before and be like, okay, maybe what we did with, you know, this part of training is a little bit too much. And I got to scale that back a little bit so that I can train more consistently through the week. 
right? But if you don't have that data, then it's a lot harder to actually look back and see what is causing the pain or the discomfort that you're feeling the next day. And if you're doing that consistently over time, both with the strength and conditioning and with your skill work, you're going to start to see trends as well. You're going to start to be able to look and say, well, you know, every two weeks I start to really get that burnt out feeling and I need an extra day off. And now you can make that plan for yourself where you're like, you know, okay, week one, I take one rest day. Week two, I take two rest days, but I'm going to plan my training accordingly to make sure that I'm not overtraining and I'm not undertraining within that time. Now, the last thing that I'm going to talk about with this is something that I've kind of touched on already. But the last thing I want you to do when it comes to properly managing recovery and burnout is plan a rest day every week. Plan one rest day. That's all I ask. I understand you're training hard. I understand you want to push yourself. Plan one rest day. You might not feel like you need it. But what you don't want to have happen is you don't take the rest day this week. You don't take the rest day next week. And then on week three, halfway through the week on a really important training day, your body breaks down and then you get hurt. You get what I'm saying? But if you have one every week, then this is what's going to happen. Your energy levels start at 100. Let's say through the week you bring your energy levels down to 35 because you've trained that hard through those six days. Now your energy levels are at 35. If you train again on day seven, now energy levels go from 35 down to 30, 25, whatever it is. But if you recover on day seven, energy levels are going to shoot back up. And when energy levels shoot back up, you're going to get higher quality training every single week. So even if you don't feel like you need it, even if you feel like, oh man, I can just push through and do a little, like do something today anyway, give yourself one. Because you might not need it this week. You might not need it next week. You might not need it the week after that. But there's going to come a point where your body's breaking down. And you don't want to wait until your body breaks down to take a rest day. You want to take them regularly so that you avoid your body breaking down so that you can get more higher quality training in through the whole week instead of having it be super high quality all the way down to like, oh my God, I'm barely getting through practice. And then you take that rest day and then it's kind of high quality all the way to, oh my God, I'm barely getting through practice and repeating that cycle. The way I always like to put it is like a road trip. If you're in your car on a road trip, and you're driving, you're driving, you're driving, and then you see your, your tank is a quarter full and you see a gas station. Mentally, you look at that gas station and you go, I don't need to stop right now. I still got a quarter tank of gas. But what if you keep driving with that quarter tank of gas and there's no other gas station before you hit empty? You get what I'm saying? Now you're stuck in the middle of the highway with a broken down car that's out of gas because you didn't stop when you had the quarter tank left. Yeah, you can keep driving with a quarter tank of gas, but wouldn't it make sense to just stop now, fill it up, and then keep going even further with the full tank of gas? And that's what the attitude that a lot of people take when it comes to training. They don't want to stop and fill up for gas until the tank is dead ass empty. But if you're waiting for the tank to be dead ass empty, sometimes you're going to find a gas station. You're going to take that rest day in time. You're going to be able to recover a little bit. Other times you don't take that rest day for too long. And then your body's so broken down and tired and beat up 
that you throw that one extra punch while you're hitting the bag for the 47th day in a row, and then your shoulder pops out because you're so beaten down and beat up that you just don't have the strength for your shoulder to stay in place. And that is what we want to avoid. But by scheduling out a rest day, now you're always at 75, 85, 95% energy instead of breaking your body down all the way to that point. You get more high-quality training, less susceptibility to injury, better longevity, better consistency in your performances. Everything about your game improves simply by taking this step. And the reason I'm reinforcing this and going in circles with this point is because I know so many athletes and so many of you probably even listening to this that are going to listen to this and say, oh, yeah, that's fine, but I don't feel like I need one, so I'm not going to take one. You might not feel like you need one now. But trust me, as your career goes on, your body's going to start showing the signs of being under-recovered. And when that happens, you're going to come back to this podcast and you're going to say, man, I should have listened to him when I listened to that podcast the first time. So guys, that is it. That is all. As you can tell, this is a, this is a topic that I feel quite passionate about because my goal is to help athletes. And I wouldn't tell you to take a day off if it wasn't an important thing for you to do. So I hope this shifted your perspective if you are one of those trained seven days a week kind of athletes. And if you are already taking rest days, good on you. But actually the final point, right, just before we wrap up, if you take rest days right now, that doesn't mean you have to sit on the couch and do nothing. Do a good mobility session. Hop on a bike for 20 minutes and just get a little bit of a sweat going, not like a six out of 10 intensity. Do a little bit of hand-eye coordination work. Like, do things that are not physically taxing on the body, but that doesn't mean you have to just sit still and do nothing, right? So you can still be active. You can still improve yourself. Just don't do it in as intensive a way. So now that is the last point that I had to make. So guys, I appreciate you all tuning in. I appreciate you taking the time, whether you're here live or listening back on the replay. My biggest ask of you, as always, is if you got value from this or any other episode of the show, make sure to share it with a friend, share it with a teammate, share it with a coach, share it with someone who's going to benefit from hearing this message. But I appreciate you all. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now, remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.